Say less. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Takeover Lounge. I'm your host, Z Give, and then we got Danielle. I thought you were going to introduce me. <laughs> usually, usually I would say it, but I wanted to make sure she was still awake. You know what I'm saying? I know mankind's awake backstage. You know the vibes. Um, so we, we have a special guest today. Tonight we got Raquel McKenzie up in the lounge tonight. But before we get into the interview itself, we're gonna go ahead and roll the intro, and then we're gonna go ahead and play uh, our sponsors commercial that we made for them. So shout out Cartel Coffee Labs. Support for the Takeover Lounge is provided by the Arts Foundation for Tucson and Southern Arizona. Funded by the City of Tucson and Pima County, with additional support from the Community Foundation for Southern Arizona. Welcome to the Takeover Lounge. Oh, what is up? Y'all already know what it is. We got Rick and McKenzie up in the lounge. What is up? Hey. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. I heard we heard your little sore from uh pole dancing, from pole classes and all that good stuff. Yes, I'm I'm trying to get my workout where I can. So I've been, you know, whipping myself around the pole. Uh, and 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 I'm a little sore. In places that you wouldn't expect, actually. So that's interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, speaking of that, yeah, now that I'm, I'm talking about it, I'm feeling it now. <laughs> mm, yeah, like the but like the back of your ankle. Why is that sore? Really? Yeah. That can get sore? <laughs> that, look, the back of my knee is bruised. I went to get a massage. I was like, hey, this sounds weird, but um, don't touch the back of my knee. And she was like, <laughs> what i'm like just don't ask just don't touch <laughs> like okay weirdo whatever <laughs> yeah yeah they're probably judging me it's fine whatever <laughs> like, it's all good hey, whatever <laughs> it's her loss it's her loss anyway uh so exactly. before we get into this interview i just want to say shout out to the people on clubhouse right now we are streaming on clubhouse we're on youtube uh we are on twitch you know what i'm saying so definitely tap in where you fit in if you can get in this is like a live podcast for real we got sound effects mankind let me hear one damn just like that and we're in there and now we can officially start the show the way we usually do it on a friday night daniela go ahead and take us away all right so when you are very stressed out what is your coping mechanism Oh, I should have studied for this. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't want to say I drink, but <laughs> no, um, I'm an adult over 21. Okay. So every now and then I, I don't make it a habit because I don't want to fall into anything, but sometimes I do make myself a little cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, but music, music always like changes my entire mood uh sometimes it depends like sometimes I, i'll put on lizzo sometimes i need to hear cardi b sometimes i'm listening to beethoven i used to the violin for 10 years so sometimes i need the classical music um so music really helps to like de-stress and like just let everything go and take some breaths and, and that's that a lot of times helps to like reset me like mm-hmm. calm me down yes. yeah. That, that's some range right there. She said Cardi B to Beethoven. Beethoven. Whoa. <laughs> I have a wow. weird range of music just because, like, I grew up in, like, a suburb of Chicago, like a north suburb, and I did theater my whole life. So I grew up with, like, like Blink-182 and, like, Papa Roach. But also I liked NSYNC and the Spice Girls. But also I like <laughs> Beyonce and, like, Megan Thee Stallion. It's a very eclectic um, combo. <laughs> but that's awesome. I mean, that means you have like you can you can relate to anybody. I mean, you can talk music about anybody because you know you're able to relate to them. So that's dope. I like that. I can respect that. Thanks. Of course. So originally you're from Jamaica, correct? Yeah, J A stand up. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yeah. 
That's so dope. So how long were you in Jamaica before you moved to the States? Oh, not very long. I came here when I was a kid. I was like, I actually didn't even start school yet. So I was really young. Um, I moved to Chicago. And then, you know, from there, I ended up in Phoenix. But yeah, I I came here when I was. It's so funny because I went back some years ago. My friend who went with me was like, you know, your accent comes out. Like when you're talking to them. And I was like, oh, oh, don't it happens, you know, because um, most people can't tell I'm where I'm from in, in general, like yeah. East Coast West Coast, just because of how my accent is. But because I did so many years of theater, I kind of have one of those like non-accent accents. So, okay. Yeah, people are like, "Oh, you're from Jamaica? You don't sound like I'm like, no, nah, I don't sound like I'm from anywhere, really." But <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm, my passport proves it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. Um, what was something that you liked uh, about Chicago? I mean, when did you move from Chicago to Phoenix then? Um, six and a half years ago, I think. Okay, yeah, so I'm fairly like six recent. And a half years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love So Chicago. what moved you out to Phoenix? What moved me here? Yeah. Work, actually. I was working for a theater company, and they were looking for directors, and I had never entertain that idea because I'm an actor through and through um and I was like you know what I like being in charge I could be a director (laughs) and they took a chance on me and it ended up growing into something like a really big and great and I made like a steady living doing that for years so yeah it was pretty it was pretty great like I'm thankful for it for sure that's awesome so when did you start um dancing Oh, uh, maybe eight, which is not as young as you think because we weren't rich. So like I couldn't start ballet at like four, like a lot mm. of people I knew could. So and my first dance class was actually a hip hop class because it was also more fun, if I'm being honest. <laughs> right. um, I started like ballet is not fun and I've taken ballet no shade to any ballet dancers but we all know it's not fun it's not like they just hype it up oh i bet she got a phone call that's what probably what it was as soon as she got in there she was like yo i was in the zone she was in the zone shout out to the clubhouse people at clubhouse doing the damn thing you know what i'm saying is she did she come back is she back She's not back yet. Oh, there she, she is. <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm sorry. Somebody just called me. I never get phone calls. Like just on the night you're busy, they're just like, you know what? Let me just call Raquel real quick. The one night. The one night. I am so sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. No worries. It's okay. <laughs> That serves me right because I was throwing shade at ballet dancers. I think that was God telling me, like, check myself. Uh, I think that's relax, what that was. Relax. It was like, you need to chill. <laughs> Leave that ballet dancers alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I started dancing at eight. I did a lot of hip hop. I started teaching hip hop once I graduated high school. Um, I did burlesque in Chicago for two years, which was so fun. Um, I was actually really nervous to do burlesque because to me, I was like, well, that's just being a stripper, but you don't get paid <laughs> as much. <laughs> but it was actually nothing like at all, like at all. And so I'm, I'm glad I didn't let whatever my mind concocted, like deter me from doing that. Because it ended up being yeah. amazing. I met great people. I got featured in magazines. Like it was just a really cool like experience. So I haven't done any heavy dancing since I've moved here. So I've been mostly like acting, you know, a lot of my poetry, things like that. But um, dances definitely will always be a part of me. My mom was a dancer. She danced with the Alvin Ailey dancers. So it's definitely wow. my blood. Yeah. Wow. Dang, that, that surprised Daniela right there. She had like, that's the wow. That, that is her wow face. Ladies <laughs> is <gentlemen. it? laughs> We had we had Tor on here uh, last week, and she said she met The Rock, and then Daniela's face did the exact same thing with just more emphasis. It was just wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty cool though. Meeting The Rock. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I would be. I would make that face too. But she has like a huge crush on The Rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, crushes, who's your celebrity crush, Raquel? 
<laughs> I don't, you know, if this was like maybe five, 10 years ago, I okay. would have said Justin Timberlake. Cause I was like, that's I know. <laughs> I was obsessed with him. I was obsessed. I had the posters. I had the doll. I had the teddy bear. Like I was obsessed. Wow. What do you, what do you call <laughs> Justin Bieber fan? Or Justin Timberlake fans? I'm not really a big fan anymore because he decided Laker? to be country and I was like, over. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah, so I'm 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 off that now. Um I was like, oh, so you're just gonna use us and then go back to country. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> sorry, too much. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely, that's exactly how it is. <laughs> but that's how I felt. I was just like, so this whole time it was you and Timberland, and y'all were, you had your corn rolls, mm. and now it's like, I'm country. Anyway. <laughs> right. I like, I like um, Johnny Depp, because I like actors. So Johnny Depp and uh, Michael B. Jordan. Those are some right. two. But I feel like everyone likes Michael B. Jordan. I mean, if you, know. you don't like Michael B. Jordan, I mean, like, there might be something a little wrong. I don't know. That's, mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. He's a good-looking fella. You know. Yeah, he definitely is. I agree. I can, I can definitely, yes. I can see why he appeals he's, to women. You're keeping it honest. I like that. Exactly. You got to keep your hunger on the show. <laughs> oh, I, I get, is that, does that mean it's time for this, the question, the epic question? No, that means Michael B. Jordan is the Superman. Oh, Okay. <laughs> There okay, or, or Killmonger, whatever you would like. Killmonger. <laughs> Easy. True, 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 true. Yeah. <laughs> so how has um, COVID affected, like, your occupation? I mean, I feel like I didn't, I didn't do a good intro for you. We have Raquel McKenzie up in here. She is an actor, a model, a creative director. She does it all, ladies and gentlemen. A world traveler. Like, oh, my gosh. See, that's how it should have started. So yes, that's how, how you should have started. <laughs> exactly. She's like, yeah, that was a little weak. The first intro was a little weak, but again, <laughs> I, I had to give you take a shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so how has COVID affected you during this time? Uh, it's been really rough because yeah. last year I was like, you know, everyone's like 2020, perfect vision. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. It's the twenties again. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So um, I had set up myself to like go after goals that I was too afraid to before audition for companies that I was like, oh, I don't know if they're going to like me. And I was like, screw if they like me or not. I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> and right. <laughs> That's how I felt. And, uh, but then like, as I started booking things, then things started just disappearing. I'd get emails mm. every day, phone calls. Hey, we have to cancel the show. Um, I had fashion shows lined up. I just had so many things. And they just got, I know, it was real, it was real depressing there for a moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew things were bad. Like at first I was like, okay, it's fine. We're going to be okay. I knew things were bad when Broadway shut down. Because Broadway... Even Broadway in Chicago, like I'm like that. You don't that doesn't shut down. So right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's this there's this light that we leave on the stage called the ghost light because so that the theater's never ever just dark. Um, mm. And they made a post like tonight we're turning off the ghost light, and I like cried because I'm like, you don't like you don't it stays lit like that's what it right. does forever and ever and ever. And that's how I knew it was real when they're like, we're turning off the light. And we don't know when we'll turn it back on. And I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? <laughs> right? <laughs> I was just like, what do you do? Like my whole, everything I do has to do with other people and other people being mm-hmm. there and interacting with me. And, you know, so I was just like, I was like, all right, time to find a, another thing in the meantime. Um, right. I ended up trying to like, I started, you know, being more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I had just uh, self-published my first poetry book. So I was, you know, trying to slang my books okay <laughs> i do a lot Jeez. i know i'm out here <laughs> she is out here y'all i am out here trying to make it um i started making like masks and t-shirts because you know i got the whole Jeez. design thing together i started designing custom stuff for people so i'm still doing that on the side because it's we're still in covid um <laughs> and then by the end of last year i started to get like a couple of little things but like socially distanced streaming only kind of stuff 
right. that definitely helps. And then this year, I uh, re-upped my contract for my two commercials. I was like, hey. hallelujah, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm, yes, yes. I was like, right on time. Because I needed that. Um, right. And so right now I'm just trying to create something. I'm just trying to create something like for people and for myself. I can't, I don't want to go into it yet because it's not finalized. Okay. But I'm working on something for people of color but mostly black people because mm -hmm. i need to help my people um Definitely. it is a struggle for us especially in the entertainment um industry we get looked over all the time if a character yeah. doesn't say black nobody wants to hire you mm -hmm. and i think i've been fortunate to get roles that didn't necessarily call for black actors and um i i say fortunate because i, I don't want to be like oh i'm just talented because i don't want, there are a lot of talented people you know right um, so I think it, it's just a blessing to be cast in shows that didn't necessarily need Black people. And so exactly. I want to create something for Black actors and dancers and singers and musicians and create something that we can produce and show the people like, hey, we do all these things too and look how great it is. So that's actually something right. I'm working on right now. Um, that's just in the awesome. beginning stages and it, it should launch in April, but... I don't want to, you know, jinx it. So I'm right, 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 very right. like hush hush about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it will launch. Like it will launch. There's no other option because we need something like this. And I need yeah. people to see like we're here and we have these talents and we have such a, a rich history in this country that people don't see depending on where they live like mm -hmm. in Chicago it's really diverse right but it's not like that everywhere else so some people don't know about you know like the bombing in Tulsa and all these different things like they've never mm -hmm. heard of a lot of these things and I want them to hear of the black you know writers and poets and Jesse Redmond Fawcett like everyone knows Langston Hughes yes but do you know Jesse right. Redmond Fawcett like do you know Lena Horne like do you know some of these names and I want to introduce them to those names so yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I'm glad how you're, it's awesome to see how you're able to pivot. I mean, even though you were like hurt at first, because it did take a hit. It was a big hit. And you were like, yo, what am I going to do? But you didn't give up. And you're like, you know what? Here's what I can do. Bam. Yeah, do. I can't. Like, I got that immigrant spirit where like, there is no giving up. There is no right. failing. Because it's like the ancestors are watching <laughs> right. you. Definitely. <laughs> there is no like, failing really mm -hmm. so and i didn't want to just get another job because I, I know i would just quit the job if i'm being right. honest like i'm not a person that stays in a job that i hate because i i don't want to live my life that way so i was yeah. like i might as well find something that has to do with the arts that i can do that'll make me happy and make me some money so definitely <laughs> definitely that's so awesome so that's planning on dropping in april right yep that's perfect. The 4th Friday of April. So that's okay. all I can say right now. It's the 4th so Friday. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> I want it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> what, um, how long were you writing your poetry book for? So I've been writing poetry for well over a decade. Like I've been writing for a very long time. Um, it's so funny because my dad always said, when are you going to put a book together? And I was like, I don't think my poetry is good enough for a book. <laughs> Really? I'm that person. I'm always like, I don't think this is good enough. I don't think, uh, mm -hmm. and he's just like, when are you gonna, he's also been like, when are you going to produce a show? And it's so funny because I told him I'm working on the show for April and he's like, right. well, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> he's been telling me for like 17 years. Like, he's like now you're going to listen. Now you can listen to me. <laughs> so shout out to my dad. He's awesome. He's always like, babe, you can do anything. Get it. Right. Done. Shout out, Pops. Um, I know. I love him so much. He he always has my back, so I appreciate that. So, yeah, I've um, been writing for a long time, and then someone gave me the push last year. This was right before the shutdown happened. They were like, your poetry is dope. Why don't you put together a book? You do all these, like, poetry slams. You do all these open mics. Bring your book and sell it. And I was like, I just, I don't, I don't know if I want to do like a big book. I just, mm. he said, we'll do a chat book. So a chat book is actually a smaller version of poetry. So it's, okay. you know, a poetry book might have like 40 poems mm -hmm. and um, a chat book has maybe like 10 to 15. So it's a smaller, okay. more digestible version right. of poetry. And some of the poems in there are, are pretty long. So um, <clears throat> I was like, you know what? Okay. So I put it together. 
Uh, I used a photo from one of my photo shoots I did with this wonderful photographer who's so amazing. She did some of my first photo shoots when I got here. Her name is Sissy. And I created the cover. I created the layout. I did all the printing. I did all the putting wow. together. And I was like, this is how much it costs. Come get your book. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been, you know, I, I try to cut out the middleman. When you're, one of the things yeah. I realized is that when you don't have money, it's hard to do like get things like business cards and get things like your website and your mm -hmm. own book. And I'm the person I will YouTube and Google until I figure out how to do it myself. Right. And cut out the middleman because I you want it to. and I need it. Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah, I um I'm very proud of it. I did it. I did it not I don't want to say alone because I have people that obviously like were rooting for me, you know, and right. I wouldn't have done it without them. But I I crafted it myself and I'm I'm really proud of that. That's so cool. That's awesome. Was it um like what was the experience like for you? I mean, we thought we said it was a good feeling, but was it kind of daunting at times where you're like, oh my gosh, like I gotta do this and that? What? <laughs> it was um you mean as far as the book? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it the the scariest part was having people read something so personal. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of my poetry is performance poetry. So it's it's not always the best to just sit and read it on paper. You need to hear the words and see the feeling and see it on its feet. And I was like, are people going to get this by reading mm -hmm. it? Like, are they going to get it? Are they going to get me? Do they understand what I'm going for? And I was just like, well, art's subjective no matter what. So like some people get right. you and some people won't. So you might mm -hmm. as well just do it that was the hardest thing we need to get over it's like oh i don't want anyone to judge me i don't you know they're gonna be like oh who's this who's this poem about oh what's this about right. you know um luckily i haven't had any of that that's good at all that's good it's all, all stuff in your head you know it's always your brain telling you stuff that's like not true <laughs> yeah, exactly. there we go i was waiting for that this yep <laughs> <laughs> So that yeah, that was definitely the most like daunting part about it for sure. Well, it was definitely a risk, and the reward was greater than the risk. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Still available, by the way. Hit your girl up. Oh, plug that. <laughs> plug that. <laughs> look, I'm always like I always tell people I'm like, look, hit my DMs. You're like, hey, I want to support you and buy a book. I will send it straight to you, and I'll sign it. So. <laughs> I there you go. Yep. Exactly. It's got to be like that. Yes. I decided this year I'm going to be shameless. Like last year, I was like, oh, I don't want to bother anyone. Like, I don't want them to think I'm bothering them. And this year, I saw somebody post on Instagram. They're like, Fashion Nova sent me 10 emails today. Go promote your stuff, sis. And I was like, you're right. Yes, they did. Yes. I'm, I am going to die. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I feel you on that. I, I'm like the same way about like even the, about the show, like p promoting the show. I'm like, ah, I feel like they're gonna, they ain't gonna like it. Ah, I feel like I'm bothering them. Then, like you said, Fashion Nova sending like 25 emails a day okay. talking about a deal they had like an hour ago. So what am I, what am I here for? You know, let me just push my and stuff And people too. still shop with them. So why not us? Exactly. Exactly. So that's how my I gotta be shameless. I got I got that from Raquel. I'm gonna be shameless this year. You're plugging everything, Daniela. Yeah. Takeover <laughs> is going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, do you have any pre-show or like pre-performance rituals that you do? I so it depends on how much time is before the show. <laughs> Usually I'm the person where I like a 30 minute call time. So that means I come, I don't have time to fool la la. Okay, I need to get my makeup done, put on my clothes. I got to, you know, all that. And then on stage and I'm the person that I wait till they call places before I get, before I put my clothes on. I'm notorious for that. They're like places, everyone's here places. And I'm like, oh, I should get dressed, huh? Um, <laughs> because it keeps me hyper-focused. I'm a person where I do better under pressure. So if I have too much time, now I'm sitting down, I'm having a sandwich, I'm talking to you, I'm bothering you. Like, mm -hmm. um, so I like a short time so I can just get ready. And then I always do a quick prayer. Like, that's just my thing. I always do a little like, Lord, just let me say these words right. Let me have the right emotion and let this be good to them. Mm -hmm. Amen. And keep it moving. And do something a little quick, you know, just like a thank you for letting me do what I love to do. Yeah, that's my, I do that every, uh, before every show. Yeah. Nice. 
what is uh have you ever had like an experience when you you're going on and you like fumbled some words or you were just like oh shoot i missed this part or i missed this line but we kept going <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it wasn't even me. Like this happened recently in one of our shows. Before, I think it was actually a dress rehearsal, but it was like an audience got to watch it. Mm-hmm. And there was a pause and I was like, hmm, something's wrong. Cause you know, when you work <laughs> with your partner, you know right. something is wrong. And I was like, and I was like, oh Lord, what's the next line? And I, <laughs> I just said the first thing that came to my head and we had skipped like a whole page. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But no one knew because they don't know the show. Right. Like, that's the good part. No one knew um, except for the person who was like, hey, my lines got skipped because they skipped my <laughs> part. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't remember like, your part. <laughs> you like, what about me, y'all? <laughs> I know. That, that doesn't happen often in my... Um... <laughs> the one time I forgot a line, though, during an actual show, I, I, oh, God, I still can't let this down. And I was in college, mm. and I was a sophomore. So that was a long, okay. well, let me not say long, because I want you to know how old I am, <laughs> but <laughs> it was some time ago. Mm-hmm. And I was doing uh, a Christmas story. Christmas. Yeah. Is that the one with the little boy and they're like, yo, shoot your eye out? Like Ralphie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I played the teacher, Miss Shields. And there's a, a part in the play where she's talking about uh, themes, like themes of your essay and themes and themes. And I'm the only one on stage. So I, I get to like be as elaborate and big as I want. Right. I go to the chalkboard and I write themes. And I turn around and I'm like, what the hell is my land? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Back to the chalkboard. <laughs> the answer will be there. And I just underlined themes twice. <laughs> Back around. And I'm like, oh, there we go. And I remember to me, it felt like forever. Someone was like, yeah. oh, did you forget a line? And I was like, yeah, did you? I was like, did, did, do you see? And they're like, I don't, when when was it? When did you forget? I'm like, there was like a minute of silence <laughs> on stage. And they're like, no. No, there wasn't. That was in your head. Yeah. But I oh my definitely gosh. paused and I oh I died a little inside. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right? I mean, I just I could I could just picture that feeling. It's just like when dead air, it feels like two thirty minutes and you're like, Oh, I messed up. But yeah. like to everybody else it's like maybe a second or two seconds and they're like, Oh, yeah. we didn't even Oh, okay. Like that's exactly but, what it was. <laughs> yeah, and then you're making a big deal in your head, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm fumbled." They're gonna freaking. I'm be on Instagram. I'm gonna be on Shade Room tonight talking about. <laughs> Look, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, what got you into musical theater? You know, I started doing a theater when I was like. God, I think the first play I ever did was like five or something like that. Okay. I don't remember it, but I have all the photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one I can remember was when I was eight. So I, what is that? I don't know what grade that is. But that's when I started playing the violin. And that's when they started letting, you know, the kids be a part of the show. Because you're at an age where you can like kind of remember words and things like that. Right. So... I think one of the first shows I did was like Mary Poppins or something. And I was just like a chimney sweep. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing my little tumbles and like things like that. (laughs) And that really, I would, I just remember like loved, like I loved being on stage. I loved, even though I used to get so nervous back then, I don't get as nervous now, but I used to get so nervous, but I love just being on that stage under the lights, like singing and dancing or whatever it is. And just having people be like, ah, look at me <laughs> right exactly I, I feel like that too I could feel like that too <laughs> it's nice it's not for everyone because it is it could be like kind of crazy because people are staring at you like they're watching True. you but when you love it so much you just you know you just want to be great so you're going to mm-hmm. try your best just to be great for all those people so that's like the best part Perfect. That's awesome. What um, I was gonna ask you, what made you like, I, what made you get comfortable with modeling? Because like you said, people are staring at you, but like in theater, you're you're talking, acting, you're flamboyant, you're doing gestures. But when you're modeling, I mean, for the most part, you're straight face, you're walking down the runway with just eyes on you. How does that make yeah. you feel? How did you get comfortable to that feeling? 
You know, um, I've always been into fashion. Even when I was younger, I used to have this little white faux fur coat when I was like six. Like I was always here for a faux fur. <laughs> um, so I remember someone telling me on multiple occasions, like you strut when you walk, like down the street, like you just be, you strut. And I was like, <laughs> and, and I remember also um, growing up watching America's Next Top Model with my mom and like always mm. like picking out who we thought would do this, and, like all the like weird, crazy things they would do and what interesting things made a model and how they're like, well, you know, you need to act. This is also acting. You can't just be dead face in front of a camera. I was like, I can act. Like, I can do that. <laughs> right, right. And so I like finally, like I did, a, I did a little bit here and there. And then finally, some years ago, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to take this seriously because my mom used to say, don't be a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mm-hmm. And because I was a kid that debate team, student council, violin, dance team, I sang, drama, like I did all the things. Did you sleep? No. <laughs> actually, uh, actually, no. I remember there was a point where in high school, once I got to high school, and cause this happened for a long time, you know, start from like elementary all the way to high school. And I remember my mom like would not let me do this show. And I was so mad. I was like, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> She realized that I was burnt out. I remember just falling asleep randomly. I just like fell asleep. And she was like, you want to do this show, but you can't even stay awake. Like you need to get your health together. Kind of person that likes to push themselves and do like 10 things at once. So right. I, um, I'm trying to still learn that lesson, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to learn that because I'm always like, I'm bored. I need something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like... You know, so I I decided to like focus on, you know, like acting and like, you know, musical theater. And then I was like, you know what? I think I've mastered that. I think I want to move on to modeling now so I can master mm. that. And I, I've, I always wear heels. Like I'm a girl that grew up in heels. I, wow. I can remember being 12, walking down the hallway in like a blazer and heels. Sheesh. And I was just like, and I remember, <laughs> this is a funny story. I think I saw someone like running and I was like, don't run. And they're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, for kids. And I was like, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and people would think I was like a teacher. So I'd just be like in my heels and my face and like walking down the hall. And sound of the heels too. They're like, yep, that's a teacher for sure. <laughs> yeah. That was just always been um, the, the only thing about modeling. It's not the people watching you. It's mm. the competition. I put that in quotes because you're kind of competing, but you're kind of not. Um, it's it's the people that are always like taller than you, skinnier mm. than you, whiter than you. Right, 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 right. I didn't know how to say that, but like sometimes people don't like to hire black models. Let's just be real. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, people love a blonde. They love a blonde, honey. They love a blonde. They mm-hmm. love a blonde. I might go blonde. <laughs> <laughs> And slowly we're like demanding more representation and we're demanding to be heard and seen and things like that. But that's usually the hard part. It's seeing other models that maybe have a different body. It's like with a dance, you know, I grew up dancing. And another reason why I stayed out of ballet is because there is a kind of sickness that goes with these, this Mm -hmm. business. Um, And actually in acting too, I've had friends that were bigger that didn't get roles because they were bigger. And at the time that was just normal. It was just like, oh, that's just how it is. And now we're like, oh, oh, I guess that shouldn't have been how it, like that shouldn't have been, but that's Mm -hmm. just how the the industry was at that time. And so you're always like, I remember counting calories like before I even got to high school. And I'm like, for what reason? And I was tiny like Mm. what am I counting a calorie for um and so now it gets harder because you are you basically are saying hey judge me so I can either be in your show or play this part or whatever you're 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 saying judge me um so it is difficult because you want to be so good but you have to keep a balance of like is this what I'm doing healthy like Mm. Mm -hmm. do I need to eat this little (laughs) every day and I've definitely like I've definitely been through that where like I wasn't eating a lot. I mean, I wasn't I was never like 
anorexic because I'm I'm Jamaican, so I like food, I like my rice. Okay, so I'm right. not gonna go that far. But I would be like, okay, so I had a half a cup of rice. Let me write down that's okay, sixty-eight calories. Um, and even to this day, sometimes I have to like fight off doing that, especially after COVID. Because last year, let me tell y'all, I gained some weight. Okay, right, right, right. It's it's rough, and I'm very I've been very hard on myself. But it's so funny because I had a friend that was like, she was like, you gained weight where? You're smaller than me. <laughs> and it's like, you always have to look at perspective. To me, I'm like, oh, I gained too much weight. No one's going to want to hire me. Like, I don't look good. And someone mm -hmm. else is probably like, man, I wish I was Raquel's weight because she's getting hired. She's right. getting that. So it, you have to like go a little easier on yourself and not compare yourself to other people because I know people that they are skinny and tall. And then it turns out they're bulimic. And I didn't know mm -hmm. that. So would I want that for myself? No. Exactly. So you kind of have to let people live, live your life and just like really keep yourself in check and just enjoy where you're at when you're, you know, when you're there pretty much. So definitely yeah. that's the struggles of going to modeling and just societal pressures, man. It's just a mm -hmm. whole thing. And I'm glad you're able to overcome that for yourself. I mean, it's still working on that as well. And then mm -hmm. also just making sure that you reiterate that, yo, if you're trying to get into modeling, the business make sure you you're taking care of yourself make sure you're not trying to compete with these others you know they're gonna Take do their own care of yourself and it's hard because they're very like oh you're five six and a half you're not five seven mm, too bad right like, oh you're 120 pounds not 115 mm. oh, all right like it's very sometimes it is like that it is literally that wow. <laughs> i didn't even know it was like that though and it's not always, I'm not gonna lie, it's not always like that. Right. But it is sometimes. And you're like, dang, I gotta like lose more weight. Like, mm. Marty, not really, I'm working out all the time. I'm not really like eating as much. Or um, I have a friend who also models and she always talks about, and she always says that, and it makes me, it makes me so sad. I don't think I've told her that, but it makes me sad. She always says she's the before and I'm the after because she has crooked teeth. Mm. And she doesn't get a lot. She can't get like an agent to represent her. She doesn't always book a lot of stuff because of that specifically. Mm. And I'm yeah. like, it's so crazy. Cause I'm like, man, her stomach is flat. And I'm like, God, I wish I just had her like body or something be flat. Her booty be poking out. Like, I just want to look mm. like her. And she's like, but you be booking stuff because you have a nice smile and a pretty face. Like, and I'm mm. like, yeah, I need to just, and we all have our struggles. So Definitely. it makes no sense to compare yourself to anyone else. Like stay in your own lane, keep looking forward, and just meet your goals in your own time. Facts. <laughs> that, that, that's the facts sound effects too right there. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into this break, we got to ask our suit, our, our special question that Daniela laughed. <laughs> So if you could pick any superhero power, what would you pick and why? Oh. <laughs> hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Let me think, let me think, let me think. I don't know. Oh, okay. So my first, my first mind, my first thing that came to my mind is like teleportation. Because mm. I like, I like to travel, okay. I Definitely. like to be all over the world eating all kinds of bugs and things. <laughs> I'm the weirdo that's like, I don't know what that is, but what's that? Can I have some? And I'll eat it. I did that when I was in Thailand a couple of years ago. I would love to just teleport anywhere in the world. Wow. I But I feel like, it's <laughs> weird to be like, I feel like that's too basic. <laughs> how does how does that make me money though? Because cause this is still, <laughs> I still live in America. True. So, true, true, true. How does that fund my life? Um, I don't know. Wasn't there a movie called Jumper? Is there a movie mm -hmm. called Jumper? Yes. Mm -hmm. He teleported, right? Yes. Yes, he did. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm about to teleport into the safe and steal money from the banks <laughs> who have too much money and get bailed out anyways. I'm just saying, that was a good movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't judge Fair me. Enough. Don't judge me. No, no judgment here. It's that's a good one. Teleportation. <laughs> I say that would be my my first uh superhero power too. Uh Will Clay also said that the first interview this year. So 
you guys are right in line. He said he wants to go get pasta from Italy whenever he wants because that's what he likes. So, <laughs> so you're right on the money with that. So we're going to go ahead and step into a little bit of a break. It'll be, we got the our sponsor, Cartel Coffee Labs. Uh, we got our uh, little promo video we did for them. And then we got episode 18 of The Couch, which is things in Arizona that you should be listening to or things that just dropped in Arizona music-wise. So let's go ahead and get into that. Cartel Coffee Lab is the place to get coffee, especially if you are in Arizona. They have locations in Tucson and in Phoenix. The specific location is the downtown spot in Tucson. This is definitely the place to come to for a first date, you know what I'm saying, or even to crank out some work or hold a little meeting. Now, let's say you aren't into coffee like that. Well, you're just in luck because they have other options, like their teas. If you were to ask me what I would recommend, I would definitely say the chai tea with a splash of almond milk will do wonders. It's absolute fire. You can find links to Cartel Coffee Lab on our website, takeoverlounge.com. Thank you, Cartel, for sponsoring Takeover Lounge. Cartel Coffee Lab makes beverages so good they should be illegal. It's Thursday, so I don't know what time it is. It's chic. It felt so nice. I had to do it twice. Couch time, episode 18. Let's get into it. We only got four drops for y'all this week, so let's get through them real quick. We got J Wade's Nappy Child album. I'm feeling that one a little bit right now, but let's run them streams off for him. It's Black History Month. Let's make some Black History with that. We got added up Kevo V Swank, one of us, the music video. The song been out, but now they got a video they worked on. They put some effort into that. Make some effort to go and run that video stream up. Zolo Watch Out V Trauma, Comfy. This is do what you need to watch out for because they can make some music, though. And AO Murder been on. If you're not on, get on. Let's run it up, man. Let's show support to all these artists creating, being great, and trying to put the city on and the state on. And if y'all don't already, follow Smash Lanes. That's Pike. He does a recap every week of the couch. Shout out to Pike. Follow us on Twitter because we've been working on something. And it's about to drop real soon. So get in with us. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Takeover Lounge. We are still with the son of Kenzie doing it up this Friday. So we'll have to allocate us off for the second half. Okay. Um, oh, if you could wipe anything off the planet, what would you pick? Oh, that's a loaded. Why you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! They, are, they might be watching. They might be watching. Uh, you sound I already face, know man. what I want to say. The first thing that came to my mind, I was like, "Oh no, don't say that," because we all know who's watching this. Uh, okay, if I could wipe one thing off the planet, what would I wipe? Um, can we just go with racist? Can I just wipe a group of people? Is that a thing? All the people that be hating people because of because of their skin color, just poof, like the genie just gone. Um, you know, I don't know where they went, but they're gone now. And I think about definitely. I'm tired of looking over my shoulder. Like, I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to live my life like that. So, bye. And I actually have no qualms about it, too. Like, like, I don't really care. Uh, That means you are sympathizing with racists. So, check yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're gone. They're gone. That's what we're talking about. I'm with that. (laughs) Man. So I want to get into one of your experiences, uh, not with racism, but with uh, um, being on the Good Morning America. <laughs> How was that? Oh, 
snap! I don't forgot I did that. I mean, yeah, I'd be out here, y'all. Um, yeah, I. So I was walking in, um, or getting ready to walk in a fashion show, and one of the designers was like, "All right, whoever to walk the best, they're gonna get to wear my designs on TV." Mm. And so I was like, let me walk my life away. <laughs> and she was like, you. And I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> so, because I was like, you know, anytime I get to be on TV, like I'm here for it. So um, being there, it was really chill. Like it was cool meeting everyone and like the performers that were there. And, and, um, mm. uh, like, uh, oh, God, it's Scott's name. But he makes all the Ethiopian food, and I go to his place in Tempe. It's really, really good. I just, oh, on, I you I want to, I want to know. <laughs> the, oh, wait, the name of the restaurant is Ka, Ka, Cafe Lolly Bella, I think. Okay. And oh, on the ball. Okay. I don't know if you, don't know if you want it, but um. <laughs> but, <laughs> He put his foot in the Ethiopian food, okay? It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I definitely got to try We got to, now. like, try the food and, you know, hear the drummers. And it was really cool um, just being a part of that, being able to be like, oh, like, not nah, I made it, but, like, I'm making it, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Everyone's really so chill. It wasn't very like it wasn't crazy or anything like that. Like be here, be there, do that. It was it was it was right. relaxed, real chill. So I, I like that too. That's fun. That that's a great opportunity. So it depended on a walk. This this opportunity. Wow. Yeah, it was you, literally whoever walked the best. You really walked and you did that I, thing. I walked. Okay, I was like, oh, they're gonna pick me. I walk like I had diamonds between my thighs, as Miss Maya Angelou would say. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Yo, that is awesome. (laughs) Um, have you ever thought of creating your own fashion brand? You know, I have, Mm. and I stopped myself because I'm like, girl, you don't. So, granted, not everyone who has a fashion brand sells. I've realized mm. that too. Um, <laughs> I peeped it. I peeped it. <laughs> but so I, what I started to do is styling. So I style like photo shoots and stuff. And mm. I've created like, like a obstacle or something. So one of my favorite things to do is like go to Goodwill and like transform that into something else. Um, mm. That's a lot of fun for me because I love like lu- luxury things but I don't buy everything that costs a lot. So I'm the person like, I'll go get a dress from Goodwill for $5 and put some Louboutin on and boom, that's my outfit. Um, mm. So I don't need to spend a lot on everything. Right. So that's kind of like, my stylist page is kind of that. It mixes thrifted items with luxury goods. And, um, mm. you know, I'm styling men and women and I've, and I've done, you know, a lot of photo shoots now. So that's, Maybe, maybe that could lead into a brand at a point but I'm, I'm walking before I run. So right now that is um, one of my new focuses. So, yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that to happen. That's going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we have a lot to look forward to from Raquel already from this, from this interview already. We got uh, the network coming out soon or the show helping out mm-hmm. uh, black people. We got fashion, uh, your own fashion brand coming out soon, hopefully. That would be so t- Tight. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, we we just gonna we gonna keep our fingers crossed for that. <laughs> Please do. Please do. I want to know. I mean, we before we got into the break, you said you tried like a lot of food because you travel a lot. Uh, what has been like the best food you've had since you're traveling? Oh, oh, that's that. Oh, I don't. Mm, 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 I Are don't. Not that's too do hard. <laughs> No, yeah, number one, you're not going to do me like that because the best food I should say is Jamaican food because those are my people, okay? Right, right. <laughs> and Jamaican food is, is amazing. I mean, I'm not going to lie. But I also mm-hmm. like Dominican food, too. I like okay. Puerto Rican food. I like, I've been to Nigeria. I love Nigerian food. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've been to Greece. I've been to Venice. Like, I you have yet to... <laughs> 
I've, uh, <laughs> I've yet to try something that I didn't like. Even when I went to Thailand a couple of years ago and had street food, the street food was bomb and it was mm-hmm. cheap. Like I enjoyed it. It was delicious. It's hard to pinpoint. It's really hard to pinpoint like one culture. Cause as long as you know how to season your food, which is then you're good. Not, not everybody knows how to do that. <laughs> so, as long as you season your food, and a lot of other countries, like, they're not always so, like, hoity-toity. Like, it's all about the flavor, mm. you know? Right. So, yeah, like, even in Spain, like, I love, I'm going to go eat Spanish food later tonight, actually. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I love some good Spanish food. Um, anything from the Caribbean, I think, makes me feel like home. So, mm. Anywhere, like I was at Justin St. Lucia in November for my birthday. So, and that food was good too because it reminded me of, wow. of Jamaican food. So, so what are your like favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your favorite dish then? Like, what's your go? Like, if you want to go, like, feel like you're at home. What's your go-to dish that you gotta have? Mm, okay, I don't so know if I made it easier for you. <laughs> um, slightly. If I want to feel okay, like I'm like home. So when I go back home to Chicago, right? Okay. Uh, my grandma's always, my dad's like, what's your grandma to cook? I love he volunteers her. <laughs> I'm like, so for breakfast, this is like the uh, the national dish of Jamaica is ackee and saltfish with like fried dumpling and fried plantain. Um, mm. I like festival, personally festival is like a sweeter dumpling kind of and more cakey. So okay. that would be for my breakfast. I would eat that for breakfast every day if I could. <laughs> it is delicious. Okay, <laughs> um, it is so so good. I also like um, like oxtail, which I'm assuming I'm really good. Like, oxtails an ox's tail is that what that is? I didn't. I was just to me. I was like, it's just a name of something. Uh, right. It, but is it an oxtail? But I guess it maybe is. I still Ooh. don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. All I know is that it's delicious, and it's just. <laughs> That's all you need to know, right? You, you suck the juices off the bone and get the rice and peas. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm hungry now. <laughs> so I'm going to be back, y'all. I'm a, can we end this now? Can we wrap this up? Right. I'm like, uh. <laughs> That's um, awesome. What is one book you've read multiple times? You know, I don't read a lot of books anymore. Um, not because I don't have the time. Let's be honest. We all have the time now. <laughs> um, I do a lot of audiobooks, <laughs> but sitting down to read is a pain. But a book that I've read more than once, um, actually not just more than once, multiple times, and I, I have two copies of it now, is The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. She's my favorite mm. writer of all times. I've read almost every single one of her books. And um, Oh, God, she's just she's brilliant. I first picked up her book in fifth grade, and it's wow. funny. I'm I'm gonna be quick. I'm really long winded. Y'all gotta cut me off. <laughs> no, no, we like this. We like this. <laughs> um, the book is about this little black girl who doesn't think she's pretty, and she thinks if she gets blue eyes, she'll be pretty mm. because all the pretty girls have blue eyes. And spoiler alert. She gets the blue eyes and is not satisfied with her life still. By some magic, she gets the blue eyes and she's just not, nothing changes for her. And that book hit me at 11 because I felt the same way. I was like, Mm. oh God, I wish I had blue eyes. I was like, oh, I'd just be so pretty. Because I mean, when you're that age, I I, I don't even know if black Barbies were really a thing. Like they were like, oh, you could Mm. get one. But you know, like that's not what you saw on TV. Like it pretty was blonde hair, blue eyes, light skin, you know, the girl next door, the, everything was mm-hmm. about that. So I was like, oh, I just, if I could just be that. I'm not, I, I thought I was like, I know, you're still, you're still there. We were just making sure. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so. I was like, all the screens went black. um anyway i read the book i don't even know how i found this book i feel like it found me i know that sounds so corny Mm. but the fact that i had this feeling and then i magically found this book that was about the exact thing that i was going through and when she got her blue eyes and still wasn't satisfied i was like oh 
<laughs> so yeah, I just need to like, I just need to love myself. Like blue right. aren't going to make a difference at all. I just need to be happy with me. And that book changed my whole little 11 year old life. And Aww. now I think I'm fabulous awesome. most days. <laughs> That's great. It's funny that you mentioned that, like the blue eyes, that like, you would feel prettier if you had blue eyes. Because I remember my little sister when she was like eight, uh, she was like, well, I want my hair straight because all my friends have their hair straight. And my dad was like, okay, well, cool. We'll get your hair straight in like this one time to see how you like it. And like, she just kept wanting to have it straight, wanted to have it straight. And my dad was like, you have beautiful curly hair. Like the white girls wish they had the curly hair like curly you. Hair. Mm-hmm. And she was like, man, now she's starting to soon realize that, oh, I love my curls. I lo- I could rock this thing. Like, she has a little pin yeah. that says, don't touch my crown. And it's a big fro, curly fro thing. And she has it on her backpack. It's the whole thing. So I, I definitely that. want to introduce that book to her for sure. I think she'd love to read it. Or listen you to definitely audio. should. And it's, and it's so funny because I read it again because I was, I was dating someone and his um, niece was feeling the same kind of way. She didn't feel beautiful and she was a very young girl and she wasn't really in touch with her black side just her Mexican side and mm-hmm. and she was a little bit darker and she was just not mm-hmm. and I started reading the book I was like okay their book is a little um it's a little PG-13 <laughs> right 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 are it's for a mature person because like Definitely. it's not like raunchy but they do mention like I don't know. Can I say rape? Can I say that word? Yeah, um, yeah. They do mention rape in the book um, because mm. it takes place a, a long, long time ago. Not that that's not something that happens now, but so it right. is for a mature reader. And so, you know, she may have questions. So that, I want to preface it with like, she may Oh, have yeah, no, 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 definitely. I'm, I'm going like to hand that off to my dad. I'm like, yo, here, here's a book. There you go. That's all I'm going to give you. There you go. But it, it does help with like loving yourself. And I think it's important for little black girls and little mixed girls and little just brown skinned girls with their curly hair to just like love it no matter what it looks like. Like it doesn't have to be a certain kind of curl or you don't have to be a certain kind of brown. Like just love you because there is no you boom you the only right. one that's it exactly exactly i love that i love that a lot so before we let you go i want to know who do you want to collaborate with like anybody in the world who would you want to collaborate with oh <laughs> i don't i'm like I don't, you know who oh god i want to work with viola davis wow Hey, if any of y'all watching or listening, no <laughs> Viola. Tell her, you know, a young black actress on the rise, okay? <laughs> I'm a series of a heart attack. I will go in there with 10 monologues if I have to. I will sing and dance. I will do whatever needs to be done. I will shave my head. I'll take off my wig and eyelashes on the camera too, Viola, okay? I'll do it. Whatever needs wow. to be done, I'll do it. Because she is a powerhouse. That woman can play a, a slew of roles, and mm-hmm. she's not what people, you know, would say is like is beautiful and leading lady and blah blah. You know that all that garbage. Because she's a right. darker skinned woman with that thick hair. But I'm like, yes, black woman with your thick hair and your thick mm-hmm. lips. Okay, yep. I'm like I love <laughs> it. I love to see it, and I want to work with her so bad. You got to make that happen. You got to make it happen. Everybody, like she said, anybody in there that can make this happen, make it happen. (laughs) Make it happen. We all have a cousin that has a cousin that has a friend that knows somebody. Exactly. Say less. Well, there um anything you want to promote now that you want to tell people that to look out for? I mean, you can let them know again. So, um, I am. I was like, wait, can I say that? <laughs> I'll be announcing things before I sign contracts. I probably should do that, right? Right, uh, right, right. Number one, you should follow me on Instagram because that's where I post everything, like everything. Mm-hmm. It's Kells Broadway, K-E-L-L-Z Broadway, like the street. Um, I post my poll videos too, so y'all better you should follow me for those, if nothing else. <laughs> Let me at least <laughs> reel you in that way. Um and so there is a project that I'm working on that is going to, it's going to uh, launch in April. I can tell you the name of it. It's called Resurrecting the Renaissance. And Perfect. it is, has the same feel as a Harlem Renaissance. Mm. And so 
that's why it's called resurrection because it's 20s again we're back in the 20s mm-hmm. the Harlem Renaissance yeah. is a great time um for black people for the culture for music for jazz for poetry for all of that so we are going to resurrect it we're bringing it back so look for that coming the fourth Friday of April I'll be working up in Flagstaff in June, and I'll be doing two um, Shakespeare shows of them. And I have, uh, oh, I'm also working with Southwest Shakespeare Company. We have a show coming up in April. There's a lot. Wow. Also, my book, Tornado Poetry by your girl, Shirley. Um, (laughs) Shirley. So to get any of these things, uh, literally, you can just hit me up on Instagram um, or Facebook. Do people still Facebook? I don't know, but if you hit me up, um, um, I have a lot, you know, there's always something going on. So um, I'd love to keep in touch with people, especially artists, because I'm always looking for artists to hire as well. So, you know, if you sing, you play the trumpet, the saxophone, are you a jazz singer? You know, you, you do poetry. I, I'm always looking for people. So. Let her know, y'all don't pass up on opportunities like that. She giving she giving y'all a little a little game right there, y'all. <laughs> yes, indeed. I was like, I and you don't have to be all the way up here to bring people up with you. You just have to be just exactly. a little a step higher. Just keep bringing people yep. every step. Just keep bringing people, and that's that's what I want to do. So. That's yeah. awesome. That's so awesome. So you all can follow us at the Lounge Takeover. And don't forget, we are partnered with Black Renaissance this month of February. We have one last uh, interview with Black Ren. We have Fiona coming on next week, another influential Black woman in, in Tucson doing it up for us in Arizona. So we'll be on the Lounge next week. Shout out Ms. Raquel coming into the Lounge and doing her thing tonight. Follow her. You can follow me at Z underscore underscore G-I-V. You can follow Daniela at Danny Real Takeover. And we'll see y'all here next Friday, 8 p.m. for Fiona. We'll see y'all then, man. Have a good night. Bye. (laughs)